Hello and welcome to Wentzmo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the uh, usually fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. And our Chelsea's fourth and final home match in February saw the visit of Manchester City to Kings Meadow for a top-of-the-table clash. A win for Chelsea would see them extend their lead to six points and put one hand on another WSL title. A win for City would blow the title race wide open. City hot from their FA Cup win away at Arsenal the week before, pressed fast and high and with Jess Park capitalising on a rare Aaron Cup mistake to feed Bunny Shaw, who put the visitors 1-0 up after just 15 minutes. And Chelsea came back and when Myra Ramirez was hacked down by Alex Greenwood, Kings Meadow waited for the whistle that never came. The home side huffed and puffed, but the equalising goal, much like the penalty decision, never came, giving City their first away win over Chelsea in 13 games and ending the Blues' 22-match unbeaten home run and blowing the WSL title race wide open. Uh, and the title of tonight's show went to my Kings Meadow episode number 122. is Don't Look Back in Anger which hopefully we won't be doing as we go through the show tonight. Uh, that I'm your hosting, and joining me this week, um, I've learned the bad luck duo, and we'll tell you why in a minute. But uh, first up, Mr. Simon Kingman. Simon, good to see you. Yes, evening, Dean. Evening, Matt. Evening, everyone. Um, sort of looking forward to tonight in a yeah weird sort of way. Hope yeah. it cheers us up a little bit. Hopefully. I mean, Simon, I've given away the second guest there, uh, Mr. Matt Ball. Matt, good to see you, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm good uh, personal life-wise, but obviously Chelsea, they, they, they like to give you bad news just when you don't need it. Um, so I, I'm good otherwise. Yeah, well, surprise they've announced this before the deadline of Kings Meadow Chronicle, issue 10. So there's more bad news to come. Uh, just got to wait for the deadline to pass. Uh, but Simon, you was revealing why you and Matt are a bit of a bad luck duo. Yeah, we were uh, we were both on the show that followed the um, the dreaded Arsenal game back in December. Yeah, yeah. So, so I apologise, everyone. Yeah, I don't know if that's my fault then for putting you both on together. Yeah, yeah. Or it's your, so. your two fault for being available together. Um, I'll stick the blame on you. Well, to be fair, the Champions League game Real Madrid. Us, us three were together and that was fine. So maybe for Champions League, it's all right. So, yeah, we'll take that. Um, Ajax will be together. Um, we'll get to our Simon's to blame anyway later in the show. Uh, anyway, uh, now remember, if you want to listen along to the show live, you can by heading to Mixler. That's mixlr.com and searching for Went Smoking Meadow, where you can join in the show by posting on the live chat page as Buffer already has in there tonight. Good evening, uh, Buffer. Uh, post your comments as you go, as we go, sorry, and I'll help bring you into the show and get your opinions across as well. And if you are listening on the Went to Mokings Meadow platform, uh, please make sure you leave a nice uh, five-star review for us to um, feel good about ourselves when we're talking about a defeat for Chelsea. Um, on the show tonight, in part one, we're going to look back at that defeat to Man- by Manchester City. Uh, and in part two, we're going to ask what it means to the WSL and uh Recap the the sad news today about me official uh, injuring her ACL on international duty. Uh, we're going to do all that just after this.
straight into the action then Chelsea lining up for this one in a 4-4-2 formation uh, with Hannah Hampton in goal uh, Ashley Lawrence Jess Carter Natalie Bjorn and Neve Charles as a back four uh, Frank Kirby Manny Liverpool's Aaron Cuthbert and Guru Wrighton played across the midfield with Lauren James and Mayra Ramirez uh, in attack Emma Hayes made four substitutions bringing on Aggie Beaver Jones and Yahatterton Canrid for Guru Wrighton and Frank Kirby in the 63rd minute in the 72nd minute Shurgan Niskin came on for Ashley Lawrence and in the 79th minute, Yelena Chankovic came on for Menli Leopold's. Uh, that left Chirimusevic, Sophie Ingle, Eve Perese, Mara Mielda, and Kadisha Buchanan as unused substitutes. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea with 60% possession, 17 shots, 6 on target, 9,010 corners to Manchester City's 40% possession, 12 shots, 5 on target, 3 fouls and 4 corners. Um... So when we previewed this game last week, we was one away with the predicted lineup, and that was Kirby coming in for Camrid. Um, we did predict that Chelsea would play the four four two actually, uh, when they didn't have the ball, which they did. Um, but it kind of got me thinking as we saw that first half unfold that I don't think you need Kirby and James together at the same time. No, no, both sort of similar players. Um, Camrid. She's frustrating me a bit at the moment. Bring something different to the team in her, her pace and perhaps ability to beat players. But then that final ball was was lacking. But yeah, yeah. I mean, something not. I don't know. There's something not quite right with Fran at the moment. It, it doesn't seem to be clicking for her. I know we spoke about it before, didn't we? Whether it's the injuries and the illness and age. Sort of creeping up on a, a bit. Yeah, I just think that, that yard's gone. Yeah, yeah. Goes, it, it can be showing them. I know they swapped her for Lauren during the first half on that right hand side. Uh, but Matt, what did you make of the lineup? And yeah, I mean, I I, I was a little bit confused with, with the four four two in in general. I just thought with 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 how City like to play and to keep the ball. I would have preferred to have an extra midfielder from the start. Um, again, like like you guys said, I felt Fran and Lauren would almost play into similar. But like Simon said, Canary I just feel hasn't taken the opportunity. She does, yes, she, as Simon said, does offer something different, but she's not taken that opportunity as much as I'd like her to. Um, and I think that's why why that almost that, that one position is always posing a different question of who's there, who's not. Um, personally, I would have just stuck another midfielder in there. Um, but we went with 4-4-2 and it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, Simon, we saw this 4-4-2 against Everton a few weeks back now um, when Chelsea was struggling with their Everton's 3-4-3 setup. Uh, it worked that day. But obviously, Man City are a different kettle of fish when it comes to opposition. Um and then, I mean, you could tell from quite early on that it just wasn't working, uh, and that Chelsea needed to switch things up. And I don't know if it was sort of a stubbornness or they, the coaches obviously didn't feel the same, but that City midfield three really dominated that opening half. It did. Um, Jess Park, in particular, seemed to have sort of just had the freedom of the pitch, didn't she? Bossing, just bossing things all over the place. I think we, we were all calling for it, an extra bod. In midfield, um, took a long while to to bring on Nuskan, didn't it, and sort of bolster it a bit. But they were 
Um, it's just really weird to see them playing like it, wasn't it? They just running through us and seeing that first half that Bunny Shaw, every time she got through, she was running through and just the power. But yeah, Jess Park was really, really good. Yeah, best player on the pitch for me, Jess Park. Um, yeah, yeah, and obviously they had uh, Hazagawa sat at the base, and then they pushed Laura Coombs and Jess Park really high occupying Leopold's and Cuff. But uh, and Matt, that was where the, obviously the goal comes from. Uh, Copper gets the ball, and Park initiates that press, sort of the trigger press. Uh, Rob throws the ball after a bit of a bad touch. Really, Shaw and City one nil up. And for me, I watch the goal thinking I've seen Chelsea score that goal so many times. Um, struggled to see why they didn't see it coming. Yeah, I, I just, it, it was such a poor goal to concede. And um, it, it's frustrating because City City actually, in, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really have many other chances that, apart from that. So if it was such, that simple of just not getting caught out like that, we may not even have lost the game and we wouldn't be talking about potentially title rate. Uh, uh, we'd be talking about a much better title race, um, for us at least. Um but yeah, it was it was just a, a silly, a very silly mistake from Cuthbert, and I've kind of been on on the controversial train of I don't think Cuthbert. Oh, she's had a good period in the last few weeks, month. I don't think she's had the best of seasons. Um, not to say that that deserves her to be dropped. I think with her and Le- Leopold, I, I find our is probably our best combination. But it was just such a poor goal to concede, and considering it's the goal we normally score, it's a it's, it's just frustrating that we didn't know better that this was going to happen and it is a product of having two people in midfield apart from three because then they've got an extra man to press hound us in and not have to worry about the counters at themselves Yeah I mean so I know you're, you're a huge Aaron Cup fan as am I and I know she started the season slow but I think she's really grown into it um, but it was the extra touch she didn't need and she needed to get the ball off sort of straight away. I don't know if there's a lack of communication, but, you know, she's wearing the armband. She's the captain. She takes responsibility for it. And uh, I know it sort of felt like that affected her for, for quite a bit of that first half, that mistake. I think it did, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it sort of got into her head a bit, didn't it? And she wasn't, yeah, not very erring like It was a moment, I know it's a bit later on, but in the second half where her and Lupo was just, collided together and I thought that that summed our midfield up and our, our day up really in one little cameo Yeah, she had the chance as well the second half to, to be close, just went past the post Yeah, um, things would have been different I suppose then, wouldn't they? That chance from Kirby as well, we would have been talking about a different game Yeah, and especially I suppose Matt, when it comes to uh, the penalty or the non-penalty as we'll call it uh, Ramirez winning the ball of Greenwood um, from where I sit, I weren't sure because obviously the game's moving quite fast. We got messages straight away that it's a penalty. Watch it back on the on the stream as we sit there. Um, I don't know how the ref misses this. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the most obvious penalty that there could be. It it's ridiculously obvious. I I don't want to criticise the decision so much purely because. If we look back to the last Man City game, there were decisions that went against City and well, chaos in terms of the red cards. So arguably we got away 
with a point against City last time. So I'm I'm not going to in the in the end it's 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 all evened out uh, slightly. Um, Man City didn't get their win, got a draw last time, and now they've got their win and we didn't get the draw this time. So it's it's all evened out, um, but it should have been a penalty nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, Simon, I made the point when we played Everton and we got the two penalty decisions, which I think were both correct. Um, some players were tweeting about it, including one that plays for Manchester City, um, obviously criticising the referee in public and then their team famous for a bad decision. Uh, it's just not a good look for the league, is it? No, no, that was the um, Esme Morgan one, was it? Yeah. Yeah, saw, sort of got back and saw that and, and wondered what had gone on and sort of couldn't remember that she'd done that before. But no, no, it's, it's not good. Not good. What did you make of the decision, Tom? Because you're a bit far away than me. Yeah. Um, you could see that they collided and then other people had sort of looked at it on their phones. And then shortly afterwards, there was a free kick, wasn't there? Was that Cuthbert as well gave away a free kick? Yeah, sure. And it looked to yeah. us. Yeah, it looked to us as though it was exactly the same foul, but that's it. They seem to forget that sometimes, don't they, officials, that it can still be a, a, a foul in the box and a penalty. But then when you see it again, yeah, definite, definite penalty. Yeah, also heard lots of complaints that uh, Keating was handling the ball outside her box when she was kicking the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Line of the box, was they correct? Or? One of the guys... Um, he was. He normally sits in the north stand, but he was sitting in Block F. Is that where you guys are? I'm the next one on Block G. And he was speaking to us about that. And he said, how can you, you um, yellow card James for obstruction when she's bringing the ball out? I think I, I'd lost the plot by then anyway, to be honest with you. And I was uh, screaming at the, the Lions lady there. Yeah, although I'm, I am a bit with Matt. I don't like to blame the refs too much. Um, I think we have to find a way. Um, and I thought that first half, Matt, was just a real struggle. I mean, I tweeted about 20 minutes in. I think there should be a change. Because um, that 4-4-2 wasn't working at all. Cause City occupied the two midfielders with the two midfielders and had a spare player the whole time. Um, I mean, what would, you have, what would you have done if we matched them up or maybe put a diamond midfield in? Um, I know it's easy with hindsight and we're not in the moment, but... Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely would have added... I mean, I... I, I, I if, if I... Me as a manager, like, in my kind of ideology of it, I would be quite ruthless at the point. If it's not working, I would make a change. I, I, I don't like this whole thing of, let's wait till half-time because the game could be gone by then, uh, if it depends on how bad the... Uh, Call is I would have I would have brought on an extra man or a woman um, to have in the midfield um, because it's just clear that it wasn't working. City's plan was to just make sure as long as that midfield as long as that central part of the pitch is under control, Chelsea can have it on the wide as much as they want. It's not going to work, and in the end, it did just seem that we were just constantly peddling balls in, and we weren't actually getting much out of it. Um, so I, I would have made a change, bring on someone. At least to go into that attacking midfield, just to just to cause Man City some threats in that defensive midfield role, um, because it was just so easy for them to pass the ball around, not really getting threatened too much. Um, I would have 
definitely hype, make, make up the press a little bit more, um, just to put some pressure on, make let them make mistakes because it just seemed too easy for Man City on the ball, and that was better in the second half to some extent, but that was partially, I think, also because City were just thinking, let's just sit back and hold this lead a little bit. We don't need to push forward, and they'll create gaps themselves trying to get the trying to get the goal, uh, which we did in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Simon, that's a question I've got a couple of questions on now. I think we'll bring it up now because Matt's mentioned it. You know, about it helping that City decided to sit off and let us attack. I mean, 60% possession against Man City is not to be sniffed at, but it almost felt like one of those where we never had control of the match. No, no. It was one of those games and I'm sitting there thinking, who, who was on the bench? And it, I don't know, it's hindsight again, isn't it? But Woods, Ingle coming in, would she have made a difference? Perhaps been able to, to keep the ball a little bit and sort of disrupt their play. We were uh, sort of analysing it on the way home and that, and Dylan said, you know, as bad as we were, you just have to look at City and, and say that they perhaps did deserve it and played better, a bit more organised than us, which is very unusual to say, really. But say, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought Emma would be scared of making changes if she'd seen it wasn't working, so... Yeah, I mean, the, the two changes she did make, Matt, um, uh, Camrid and Aggie Beaver-Jones, um, Kirby and, and Wrighton Off, who I thought were two players that had invisible games, let's say. Um, I mean, that's where City's weak is that out wide, because they do play centrally um, and they have their, their attacking players so high up the pitch that they don't defend. Um, if you want to get the better of City, is behind them. Uh and I thought they did make an impact in the game, Cambridge and, and Nagy, although not enough. Yeah, I think almost them changes that while they were positive in terms of they were better than Kirby and Wrighton coming on, it was still almost that similar shape. And it just, I felt like the shape itself wasn't working. I think once we brought kind of Nuskin on and it kind of changed the shape up a little bit, you, you saw like the game was starting to change a little bit and maybe if we had a little bit more time and that change was made earlier, potentially we may have eventually found the goal like kind of last game. Uh, we we, we equalised late on. Um, but yeah, I think on Brighton, I think since she's kind of come back from her injury, I, I, I feel like she hasn't exactly been the same player, whether again it's struggling to find her feet with fitness. Um, I don't think she's been nowhere near as impactful as she was before, um, which I think Brighton has been s- such a big impact uh, in the last year or so. Um, so I think we're desperate, especially when we haven't got someone like Sam Kerr right now. We need uh, a fully fit of firing Gura item. Yeah, just on Wrighton, Simon, because it's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, I agree with Matt, she's not looked herself, but I also would say she's asked to play inside a lot more now than, than previously. And her best stuff for me is always when she's out wide, getting crosses into the box and, and making a difference that way. It seems a bit pointless when you've got a player like Ramirez up front to, to I don't want to say not get the ball in the box, but have your best crosser central, which helped Man City. Yeah, yeah. I know we, we'd sort of spoken about it before, about her not playing as well. I'd not really noticed it as much until you'd said that the other week about playing inside more. And it's definitely hampered her. 
mean, the, the couple of seasons she's been our, our best player, isn't she? And first name on the team sheet. But now you're questioning whether she should be playing. Should one of the others get a chance? I'd, I'd also thought it was you don't realise what you've got until it's not there, do you? But whether it was more of a, a mere official game as well, sort of knock the ball up to her. Well, we missed her. She was already gone though, wasn't she, to uh, to the US? But Yeah. I mean, every flavour being um, on Mixlock, uh, Guru benefits so much from Sam as well. That Sam's absence makes her seem less effective. Um and I think that could be the case for the, the whole team, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Sam scoring goals at the rate she does. Uh, everyone obviously will seem a lot better. Uh, but obviously Guru and Sam do have a great relationship uh, on and off the pitch. Um, I mean, you mentioned Cross's map. Uh, I looked it up on, on Scout just before we started recording this. Uh, 25 crosses in this match. Uh, 37 in the reverse fixture at City. Um, obviously where we did get the goal in the end. Uh it just to me felt like we'd run out of ideas so quick, and it was just like try and try again. I was surprised to see like beyond the got front and so like that, just like they used to do with Billy Bright, um, and try and get something. But you know, I don't feel that Keaton really, apart from that Kirby chance in the first half, really had to do much in the second half in terms of great goalkeeping. Yeah, I mean, she, she, we, we didn't test her enough. And you're right, we almost seem to just give up. We've run out of ideas. And I, I, I don't know, again, like we mentioned it with, with Sam obviously being out. And that whole kind of attacking front line just seems like they well, they don't know how to play with each other anymore. Um, whether that is, obviously, you've got Ramirez and Ramirez doesn't speak a lot of English. So it, it's, it's hard to communicate and, and gel a bit more. Um, obviously Mia and Aggie, even though they've been in and around the club for, a, for since the summer, they're still gelling in. Everyone, there's no there's no option that's been here for a while that knows these players and knows every, every op, striker option at the moment. I feel like they're not they're not quite in sync, and I feel that that's fine when you're playing some of the lesser teams in the division, even kind of Man United who are not playing very well at all at the moment. Um, but it seems as soon as we're coming up against the big teams, without Kerr now, it's just the fact that we do, uh, this attack doesn't seem in sync. I worry that we're not going to get the, we're not going to score enough goals against these teams. Yeah, I mean Simon, it's, it seems, feels like it's been a while since we've really you know blown the team away and totally destroyed them. And, and the point that Matt makes about uh, Ramirez when we conceded. I noticed Jess ran up to Ramirez and started talking to her as if it was her fault he conceded. It was a bit like, well, the goal didn't come from there. It came from a bit further back. But as Matt said, so it does seem to be a little bit off kilter, uh, which is strange for a team that's just lost twice, uh, once to Arsenal, once to Man City, uh, to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've not before Christmas, wasn't it, really? We we hadn't played well then. We'd lost to Arsenal and struggled in another game. It's strange. Is it? I don't want to say it, but is it Emma leaving? Has that affected them in, in more ways than we would like to think? I would hope not. I would hope that they're all professionals and she's a professional, but it does... 
they don't seem to be the same team as they were sort of towards the end of last season, really. They struggled sort of coming into this season a bit and then sort of found a, a bit of a purple patch with a few games. But, yeah. Well, I think it's been since the news broke. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the last game, wasn't it, that we played? That was Aston Villa, wasn't it? And we smashed them. Yeah. But we played for any purpose, really. We could end up with absolutely nothing this season. But um, let's not look back at anger, as I said earlier. Um, Why don't we sack her now? While we've still got months. Don't know if we've got a replacement yet. Um, uh, yeah. When we win, I, I usually do a player of the match poll. When we lose, I don't bother. Um, but, I mean, Matt, for me, the standout player was Hannah Hampton, uh, who made a few good saves, kept us in the game. Uh, which is always a sign of a bad performance when your goalkeeper gets player of the match. Uh, partly why I didn't want to do a poll, but anyone else will stand out for you or who would have been your pick? Probably would agree with Hannah Hampton, to be honest. I think there's not really anyone on the, on, out, out on the field that deserve to even be nominated. I mean, props to Ramirez. I think she did put a lot of effort in. It just, again, didn't feel like she was sinking. She was trying too much on her trying too much to do herself at times, but there was bright sparks there. So I'd, 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 I'd say she was one of the better players outfield, but um, yeah, Hannah Hampton deserves it 100%. Yeah, Simon, what about you? Because you can't give it to Erin today, surely. No, I wasn't going to vote this week out of principle for, for the abuse I got on last week's show, to be honest. I think I would have given it to Eve Perise because she didn't stop running, warming up. And after the match. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no player of the match poll. Um, and then I think now is the time to sort of reveal why Chelsea lost. And you know, it's a bit of a running joke where we sit and on the show about Jane's lucky wheeze. Um, to be fair, Jane got up and tried. Uh, Lucy got up and tried. Uh, my other cousin Amy got up and tried. I got up and tried for a lucky wee. Nothing. Nothing. We lost the game. Got back home. Turn on Facebook, uh, and what do we see? But a picture of Simon's lucky shirt on the bed because he forgot to wear it. Yeah, I'd had, had a week off last week, and then everything was pointing towards Friday night under the lights, Man City, Chelsea, so excited, getting ready and everything. And yeah, forgot to put my shirt on. Yeah, Got Matt, back. Just sorry, Matt. We'll, we'll just have to sack Simon for that. So I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't have a week off, because you know, postmen always deliver. As soon as you yeah, don't deliver, maybe. all goes to the pot. Just losing my mind. Getting yeah. that as well, I think. We're going to have to let uh, Dylan and Verity take over the podcast, I think. Yeah. yeah. Get some fresh ideas on the show. If we can't get fresh ideas on the pitch... um. We're going to go for a break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this means for the WSL title race uh, and that mere official injury as well. Uh, just a quick comment on that. Uh, before we do that, a reminder that the last few copies of uh, Issue 9 are available of Kids Meta Chronicle. Uh, I think there's seven left and there's four Issue 8s uh, available for a pound for Issue 9 and 50p for Issue 8. If you do want to get your hands on the copy, head to kidsmetachronicle.bigcartel.com. Uh, issue 10 is being published right now. Uh, it will be available in time for the uh, Leicester City game at the start of March uh, if you want to get your copy of that. 
please make sure to subscribe. It's the quickest way you'll get your copy because there's quite a few away games uh, in March before we uh, have copies on sale at Arsenal on Friday the 15th. Unless, of course, Chelsea men get drawn at home in the FA Cup, in which case um, our game will get booted into the long grass, unfortunately. Um, the link for all that will be left in the description box. And we'll be back for part two after this short break. Welcome back on part two of Better Make Keith Better, episode 122. Uh, check that's right. Um, now, obviously, as we mentioned at the start of the show, uh, Matt, a win for Chelsea would have seen us gone six points clear. Probably one hand on the title to defeat, you know, City level on points. Um, in the WSL, Arsenal just three behind that, I think. Uh, could be wrong, I haven't looked at the table. Uh, but it has, unfortunately... Um, blown the title race wide open. Yes, it's. I mean, it's made. First of all, it's made that um, Arsenal game uh, a very tasty, but very at the same time horrible, nervous match um, because that is the the big game. Really, um, I think what worries me at the moment is how Chelsea. I mean. You look at the bit, well, the, the top, uh, the, the other, the top two with us, Arsenal, City. Uh, we we got one point out of six against City. Arguably, we probably should have lost all all six. Um, and we lot, and we and we got completely smacked against Arsenal in December, four uh, one. Um, it, it it just show it, it's it's just a sign that maybe are we are we are we lacking, especially now we haven't got Kerr and potentially now we well, now we now haven't got official either. Um, are we going to lack that kind of killer instinct against these big teams that are going to match us in terms of quality? Um, and is that going to just bite us at the end at this crucial point of the season, especially when we've got Champions League, Arsenal and City don't. They, they have a little bit more rest than us. Um, it, it's the first time in a long time that I'm, I'm worried a little bit that we, we, don't, we don't go over the line with this. Yeah, Simon, I mean, not many teams win the WSL and lose more than two games, uh, if ever. I think we've lost to two now. It means you have to be perfect between now and the end of the season. Uh, and we all know how difficult that's going to be. Um, what's your thoughts on what this means for us and the WSL? Um, makes it exciting for everybody else, isn't it? But uh, we're not interested in everyone else, are we? Sky TV and BBC and fixtures. Uh, we've just got to win, haven't we? But that's right. Easier said than done. Leicester away and that was we got Villa at home, Bristol at home, Man United's away. If it comes down to that game, is old Mark Skinner gonna want to have one last little bit of limelight against Emma? Oh, it's it's just not worth thinking about it, is it? Really, we'll win. Yeah, well, I run, run through March's fixtures because it is we've gone from four games in February to uh, Leicester away, Man City away in the Conti Cup semi final, Everton away in the FA Cup quarter final, uh, Arsenal at home in the WSL, then Ajax away in the Champions League, West Ham away in the WSL, uh, Ajax at home in the second leg in the Champions League, and then Tottenham away on the 31st of March. Uh, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games uh, in, I think, 28 days. 
which is quite a ridiculous uh, length of time. Um, Matt, just every every few days, another fixture, and sometimes that can be good for momentum, but you know, it's going to take a lot out of this squad, uh, this, this sort of run, isn't it? Yeah, and especially when you've got players that are players that are out for the rest of the season, so there's less bodies there. You've got people coming back, but they're not fully fit. Obviously, it's good that people like Cat are going to get some game time. There's a lot of opportunity to get game time and build that fitness. But I worry that the depth is, especially in the in the top areas, the quality of the depth is just washing away and having all these games. And it's not like the cup. I mean, Ajax is a little bit easier, but we've got City in the cup. Um, we've got hard games. We've got in in this space. We've got Arsenal, Tottenham. Um, and City again uh, to face it, 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 it's a tough run um, and we've, we've just got to try and push for it the best way we know how and that's just being Chelsea women Yeah just looking back to last season Simon uh, we beat United in March I think that gave us a bit of a gap at the top uh, we lost we lost to City away then uh, in between the Champions League quarter final uh, and then went the rest of the season uh, unbeaten in the league, uh, anyway, um, including that two 0 against Arsenal the week before the season finished, um, just feels right now. And I don't know if that's because it's just happened. It does feel a little bit, a little bit different this year. It does, yeah. I think it's the expectation as well, and knowing, like we said, it's his Semmers last season, and it's our trophy, isn't it? We want to make it five in a row. Do we play a weakened team against City in the Conti Cup? But then we want to want to win everything, don't we? I suppose that's the one, isn't it? That you would take defeat in and then give them... It's only one game. So it's so difficult. Let's just all be positive. Try and stay positive. Well, to be that, you know, Man City and Arsenal, the two rivals... Both have to go unbeaten as well. And obviously, Arsenal have to play both us, City and Chelsea. Um, and City have got United on the 23rd of March. Uh, they got Arsenal at home. These are both home games for City on the 5th of May. Um, obviously, by the time we play United, I think most things will be decided and Skinner might be out of a job by then as well. Um, so, I don't think there's too much on that game as such. But... Do you think there'll be more ups and downs in this title race? Or does City like to finish the season really strong and they have done for a number of years? Yeah, I mean, it's not over now. I don't think either City or Chelsea are going to go unbeaten. I think there will be a a team that wins uh, the WSL with uh, three defeats. Um, I think we will lose something, but I think City will lose something. Um, It'll be interesting if, if, and that is if, it does go to the final game and obviously... We're playing United. If it's if it's us and City tired, would Man United really want to win us win win a league for City if there if there's nothing left to play for? Um, hopefully United could do us a favour in that game and shift a few goals. But as you said, if, if Skinner, I'd, I think I'd, the way Skinner's playing this with the United at the moment, I think I'd rather Skinner there to be honest. Yeah, do you think if they're out of Europe, they got nothing left to play for? Um... They would, have, they would have pulled that trigger, especially with new owners or a new sporting owner in, in place at the club. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, some of the other thing I see today online is that 
uh, the bookies make the city favourites for the title? Do you think that's because of the Champions League impact that we've got? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Just those extra games that we've got to play. Goal difference is the same as well, isn't it? I've just looked yeah. at that. So it's. But then if they've got to play Arsenal. It's going to be a tense finish. Yeah. Just looking at it. Yeah. We'll that, be all right. What did you make of the in the favourites of the bookies? Uh, match very much into that, or do you think it's in the fixtures, schedules, and. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, easy, it's easy to say that. Oh, City are favourites now because they've just beaten us and uh, they've, they've drawn it level and they have the momentum. Uh, Chelsea have a lot of games. It, it, it's very easy to, 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 to make them odds uh, go in City's favour, but um, I, don't, I don't really pay too much attention to them because at the end of the day, you can't predict football. No, although we'd like to try. Um, yeah, I mean, Simon, I would have said, you know, a good time for an international break is after a defeat because it gives you time to reflect, not make any rough decisions, get over it, come back feeling a little bit fresh, a little bit stronger. Uh, but very sadly, um, me official uh, as Turner ACL uh, out with the United States for the Gold Cup. Obviously, she's going to miss that and the rest of the season now. Um, she just sort of just starting to get a, a place in the team, I think, get her feet settled under the table. Uh, that's going to be a big loss for us, especially with Sam already out with the same injury. It will, yeah. I've not seen the best of her yet, have we, really? It's just such a shame. We've gone, sort of, however long we've gone without having one, and then we lose Annika Nguyen, don't we, on the international duty, and Mia on international duty, and then Sam... Warm weather training camp is um, devastating for her. Hopefully, Camp Cario. Emma says she was coming back. She should be sort of making an appearance after the international break. So, hopefully, hopefully, we see her and see what she's all about. But yeah, yeah, just really feel for Mia. Yeah, I'll just bring some comments in from, from Mixler. We've got. Uh... Johnny Superfran, uh, I would like to say now we only had a Man City and Arsenal just by the skin of our teeth. We've got to win every game now without excuses and not allow any opponent like Arsenal to floor the momentum of retaining the title. Now in me official out, the ACL injury like Sam and the league is going to be more difficult and harder. I need to be careful uh, to keep the players more importantly for future games between now and the end of the season. Uh, Buffer said, fuck the Conti Cup. So, <laughs> a point well made there. Uh, Beck says the official injury is such a blow, a lot more pressure on Myra in particular now. Uh, the lost spirit of Jesse Fleming, my favourite Mixler user uh, name. I've got my fingers crossed that Cat will have the same impact that Panilla did in the final third of last season, uh, which Johnny agrees with about Cat Macario. And, um, Matt, a lot of pressure on, on Myra and, and Cat now, obviously coming in out of the cold from her injury. Uh to provide goals for Chelsea with, with Sam and now uh, Mia out as well. Yeah, and I think they've got they've, they've got their own problems. I, I was explaining to a friend uh, on message earlier that obviously Myra has got the language barrier, which does make it harder to fit in, to gel with your teammates, to know exactly what to do. Um, obviously, that will get better over time, but... This is the pressure point when we need we we need it we need her firing now we need everything we need everyone gel together now and again Kat 
like she can speak, she can speak the language, and she can communicate with her teammates. But she's a miles miles away in terms of fitness. Um, I actually wish she will be fit and match fit technically. But as we can see with Fran, as we can see with Ryter, and they've had much smaller injuries uh, problems than Cats uh, have really, and that they're they're, they're they're not they're struggling. And uh, I think it's a lot of pressure to put on Cat coming back, coming into a new league that she's never played in before, um, to come in and do the business straight away. I think it's um, it's happening all at the wrong time for Chelsea. I think if we had Cat fully fit and back, then I wouldn't be worrying so much. If we had Myra, who was here and had been gelled into the team a bit more, again, I wouldn't be worried. But I think when we've got both these problems, I think it's going to be an interesting way to see how Emma deals with this and... I hope that the the solution is not putting Lauren James off the false nine because for me again that's I think something that I feel doesn't work and doesn't get the best out of our best arguably our best player on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some just to sort of echo some of the points from from Matt there. You know, putting that pressure on on Kat Macario who hasn't played in the league, hasn't played for the club. Uh, you never know what the player's going to come back from injury like seems to be a bit unfair, but there is going to be pressure on their shoulders to, to hit the ground running, isn't there? There is, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's make or break, isn't it? Will she, will she come back and be the player that we hope she is? Um, it's just so difficult. Sort of wishing Millie back as well and just stick her up front like Emma's done sort of 90 minutes, 80 minutes if we've needed a goal, just Put it to Millie. I don't know. This is the worst possible timing. Hopefully Ramirez will get a couple of penalties in, in games as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a, obviously Mia spent a lot of time in Mexico. Uh, would obviously speak Spanish. Would have been a good conduit for, for Mayra Ramirez. I'm now obviously not going to be training. Uh, so another lost translator for, for, for Ramirez, who's going to have to learn English. Uh, even quicker, although it is the world's second language, so hopefully she can pick it up uh, pretty quick. Uh, pass me the ball. Uh, that's it. That's on, all we need. Hannah Hamm speaks Spanish as well, doesn't she? She fluent, fluent in Spanish as well, apparently. Yeah, wrong end of the pitch though, really, isn't it? A lot of shouting. She's got a big gulp. She's got a big gulp. Yeah, I mean... Just going back, Matt, to those, those those March fixtures, I mean, it is the Arsenal one that really stands out, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, it's the one that almost the team have got to prove themselves. Right? If we beat, we beat Arsenal and hopefully I'd like to beat them well, then that's the one that can really bring up bring us confidence and go, right, we can we can beat these top teams. Um, we've, we've overcome the 4-1. Um, we've effectively, at that point, I think it does make Arsenal's title race a little bit a lot harder uh, and arguably I think at that point they all they can be is a disruptor to City um, but it, it is a big game and I think we we not just the team but us fans have really got to show up and um, make ourselves the 12th man for it and put, push our team for it Yeah absolutely Simon you would echo that completely I assume yeah, just make sure me and Matt are nowhere near the, uh, the podcast as well. 
you know, make sure not to schedule you in for um the same the same game uh well in advance. I normally I don't bother scheduling it, uh, which would help. Uh but see I do things ahead of schedule and it comes back to bite my on the arse. Mm. Um I mean let's remember as well, Matt, we are in the semi final of the Conti Cup, in the quarter final of the FA Cup. We are top of the WSL and we are the only English club in the Champions League. So uh, it's not all bad, is it? Oh no, I think I think the amount of success that we've had over the last four or five years, um, we can't complain. We've had we've been spoiled, um, and of course we want we 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 want to keep winning and keep winning and keep winning. Obviously, this year with Emma leaving, it's even more important that we want to just give her a, a good send off. Um, but. We just need to almost tr- trust in ourselves. I know it's hard coming from someone that's just been pessimistic the whole po- uh, podcast long, um, but we do need to just trust in ourselves and the players just need to believe in their own ability because there is so much talent there. Uh, and I think we can do this. We can overcome these four competitions and we can get through. Yeah, we might, we might have some steps that we, we go down the way. We might lose a semi-final. We might lose a quarter-final, potentially. One of the two, hopefully not both. Um, but it's about how we get up and how we deal with this. Uh, this is, It's the sign in the show of champions. Yeah, so I mean, every club in the country would want to be in our position right now uh, because no one is in the competitions that we're in. Uh, no club could lose Sam Kerr, Mia Fishman to ACLs and still have uh, Mary Ramirez, uh, Maker Hamano, who we haven't mentioned, uh, Kat Macario on the books. I mean, we are the club that everyone wants to be. And the title of the night show was Don't Look Back in Anger, and I think we can look forward positively still about what this season has to offer for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We are. We're in, we're in everything. We couldn't be in a stronger position, really, could we? Perhaps, yeah, perhaps we are spoiled. Just get that passport renewed and we're there. Bill Bayo, Old Trafford, Molyneux, Wembley. Yeah. The Emma farewell tour. I've got a christening the day after Bill Bow. Uh, so I think that's off the cards anyway, but yeah. um, the others maybe. Uh, or they're probably not Molyneux for the Quantity Cup. That is, that's a trek for a bad competition. It's Easter as well, isn't it? Is that Easter Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what day it is. It's but... 30, 31st, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, the day we got Tottenham. So that could be a change to the yeah. Uh, yeah. fixture list, of course. Um, right, I think that is is all we're going to have time for uh, tonight. Uh, my thanks to, to you, Matt, for, for joining us again. No worries. It was it was happy. I'm happy to be on this podcast, best uh, Chelsea women's podcast in the world. Uh, so happy to be on. Happy to be on Simon, even if it does bring us bad luck. Yeah, the competition is not very great, but um, we'll take it. Uh, thanks, Matt and Simon. Of course, uh, no thanks to you for the loss for Man City, but uh, thanks yeah, for joining us anyway. Sorry once again, everyone, and yeah. Good to be on. Cheers, yeah, cheers up really, and we'll do it all again. Just not me and Matt. Yeah, lessons learned by hopefully Please. everyone, yeah, myself included. Um, we will be back not next week because there's no fixture, but we'll be back the week after that to uh, look back at our WSL match uh, with 
uh, Leicester City, uh, I think, and uh, a little preview of the Conti Cup semi-final of Man City, uh, with who I do not know, but I just know it won't be with Matt and Simon for sure, uh, but it might be one of them, just not together. Um, in the meantime, if you do enjoy what we do and you want to help support the show, please consider signing up to become one of our patrons. Uh, our season ticket holders on there for £5 a month, uh, so just the cost of a beer or a coffee. Um, get ad-free early listening. You get a free sticker after three months. And you also get access to our interviews with the likes of Tony Farmer, the man who created the Chelsea Women's Team, uh, the current Liverpool head coach, Matt Beard, and George Michaelas, who managed the team uh, from 2002-2005. Uh, all that content is on our Patreon only. Uh, so if you want to help support the show, that is our way of saying thanks to you. Uh, the link for that is patreon.com forward slash Ventimo Kids Meadow. Uh, the link I'll put in the description. Uh, if I remember, uh, thank you for listening. Thanks to those in Mixler who joined in the show. As always, uh, we'll be back very soon. And until then, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying. Right.